2: Glory to God! Glory to God! I I'm happy today to be amongst you to to come once again with the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We are live coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, and 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 the city and the city is is just buzzing today. The city is just buzzing. It's a little rainy, so you know the weather is cooled down a little bit. But but you know Atlanta is on fire right now as our people are awakening, as our people are are are, are coming awake, you know, I, I'm 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 kinda I'm kinda happy that our people are seeking knowledge and that our people are beginning to open their eyes. You know you know, we just went through eight years with President Obama and then we then we got uh we got Donald Trump as president that came and he was elected and and we begin to see the dark side of America. Well, we began to see it as soon as they elected President Obama. You know, that's when we first started seeing a lot of racism, a lot of prejudice, and we started seeing a lot of things. But now since, uh, since, since Donald Trump has been elected, now they are really coming out bold with their, with their racial hatred. And, and now we're seeing people being lynched again. Uh, we're seeing our young girls coming up missing. Uh, with the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, we have we started some. Uh, what it was about? About about seven about seven or about seven or eight years ago, we started a program called uh, Save Our Girls, and it was directed by our First Lady, Miss Kathleen Steele of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And, and she gave us a task to, to, to go out here to start you know producing programs and start doing, putting in work to save our girls. because she brought to our attention that in the United States, on any given day, we may have about 300 girls, young black girls that may come up missing. And when our girls are missing, you know they don't even put out an Amber Alert. They don't even put out an Amber Alert like the the little the little kids go missing around here in uh, Buckhead or in Cobb County. They put out an Amber Alert for them. But when our girls go missing, you know you call into the police and say, hey, you know my daughter she ain't came home. It's been over twenty four hours, and they'll be like, man, <laughs> well we're gonna just wait and see if she show up. Because, you know, they don't even look for our girls. They don't put out any Amber Alerts or anything. And what we are finding out is that they are kidnapping our girls, not only for the sex trade, but they're also kidnapping our girls to to sell their body organs. Because that's like the new dope game. That's like the new game right now. Selling human organs is the big business now on the underground where they are selling human organs and they are literally taking our girls and selling their body parts on the open market now now so 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 we we're going to we're going we're gonna to have to deal with these problems that we're having as black america now you open your eyes and now I'm going to have to get you to open your eyes some more to see what's really going on in black america and before I can deal with anything else I'm going to have to deal with the fact to make to make us accountable for our own actions. I, you know, I, I posted on my Facebook page, I posted something that, that kind of shocked a lot of people, and they really got mad at me, but I don't care about you getting mad at me. And what I posted was that we have found the enemy of black America, and that enemy is us. Let me say that to you again so you can hear it one more time. yes. Black America, we have found our enemy. And that enemy is us. Because of what we are doing to each other. Because of because of us still acting out in that in that crab in a barrel type mentality. That that, that crab in a barrel type mentality where as soon as one black man starts trying to get up out, get up out the out the ghetto, try to get up out of his poverty, try to get up out of his slave mentality. We got another one trying to pull him down. I've been getting hits all this morning talking about the Bible ain't no Bible and the word of God ain't no word of God and, and, and the word of God is the white man Bible used to hold us down. And then I had to tell these brothers, wait a minute, bruh, you don't know what you're talking about. Are no black there are no white people in the Bible. Everything that you're reading about in this Bible, every per, every character that you see in this Bible, they are black. They are black. This is what the Catholic Church didn't want you to know. This is what this is what this is what's America and this is what England and this is what Portugal, this is the reason why they took you into slavery, because you were the Hebrew Israelites, you were the children of God. You were the chosen of God. You did have God's law with you, and they hunted you down. You can go back and look up, look up the records. In the 1600. the Catholic Pope put out a hit on us to arrest us, to find us, to capture us. By all means, capture the nation of Israel, put them in bondage, put them in chains, wipe them out. As as much as possible. Why? Because they try to whitewash the Bible. Man, it's so simple to look at this thing. If you look at if you look at the Bible, if you read the Bible, it'll tell you point blank. Okay. When you talk about Samson, they say Samson had locks in his hair. <laughs> Samson had dreads in his head. Man, okay. White boys ain't got dreads. They say, they say that Jesus, they describe, they describe that, and there's no such thing as Jesus, Yahshua, that was the name that they made of Jesus Christ. But, but for, so that you can understand what I'm saying, it says that Yahshua, he had hair like lamb's wool, like lamb's wool, meaning curly, nappy, kinky hair. Everything in this Bible is about people of color. So now nah, you you got it wrong, bro. You got it all wrong. The white man got you brainwashed, but he ain't got Reverend Gam brainwashed. All right, let's get on with our show this morning. We're talking about relationships. <laughs> we're talking about relationships, and we're talking about our black relationships and why we can't. What, what's what's going on with Black America? Why why we can't stay in relationship? I mean, what is, what is going on with Black America as we try to as we try to build our relationships, as we try to, as we try to, to, to build our marriages and build and build our our families to make our families strong again, it seems like everything is against the black family. Okay, I got some callers on the line. Do I have my callers on the line? If I have my callers on the line, could you please identify yourself and uh, come in right now and share with us?
0: Okay, Minister Jonathan Simmons. Right now is the only uh, caller on the line at this time.
2: <laughs> oh man! Hey, my brother, my brother. Okay, well, How we've been doing, talking sir? about this subject. We've been talking about this subject, and I kind of try to wait for them to call in, but we've been talking about this subject, and 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 I went back in the Bible. And I went to a relationship in the Bible that's not talked about much, uh, but it, it bears some looking at, and, and that's in the ninth. That's in the ninth verse of, of, of Second Chronicles. I'm, I'm sorry, in the ninth chapter of the of Second Chronicles, and and I'll just read a couple of verses in there. I'll read the first three verses in there, and it says, it says, and when the queen of Sheba Heard of the fame of Solomon She came to Jerusalem To test Solomon With hard questions Having a, having a very routine, uh Routine of, of camels That bore spices And gold And abundance of precious stones And when she came to Solomon She spoke with him About all that was in her heart so solomon answered all her questions there was nothing so difficult for solomon that he could not explain to her and when the queen of sheba had seen the wisdom of solomon the house and the house that he had built the food on his table and and the seating of his servants, and the service of his waiters, and their appear and their apparel, his 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 cupbearer, their apparel, and all the and all the, the 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 inward ways by which he went up, she was totally impressed. She was totally impressed. So so now we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about a relationship, we're talking about the black family, we're talking about what's what's going on with us. Well we know the story of Solomon, how how when he became king after his father, you know, he went before the he went before he went before the altar of God and God asked him what thing what was the one thing that you would that you would ask me for, I'll give it to you. And we know that story, how Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom that I may be able to go in and out before your people, that I may be able to lead your people. But God blessed Solomon with that, with that wisdom, and as a result of him putting himself in the right place with God, it, it lined him up to be in the right place for right relationships. So I'm going to give it back over to you, Mr. Simmons, to, to, to add into that what we're talking about today.
0: Uh, well, I mean, um, we talked a little bit, I guess about it offline, but you know, it's just really most people, you know, we don't, we don't really look at marriage, um, properly and I'm going back for my own self cause I've never been married. So it's just, you know, we, we, we have a tendency not to understand that marriage is something that is is desirable from the Lord is something that is had proven, especially if you have a good one is proven to have actually health benefits financial benefits. Um, but we have kind of moved away from that, you know, into a a spiritual benefit. It really does, because I mean, the Bible talks about the couples are supposed to, you know, find ways to, uh, limit their arguments. Husbands, even the way they treat one another, because the Bible says if if the husband and wife are mistreating one another, it actually hinders their prayers. So you can Mm -hmm. see in all aspects that marriage is, um, is something that, is not only desirable, but it is something that, if done properly, can actually bless both parties. And uh, so, you know, again, people like myself and others, you know, who have decided because of fear not to get married, what you find out is, hey, man, you really are not operating at peak efficiency. But anyway, getting back to the the question on what's went wrong, well, that's really it. People have taken on all of the societies and secular humanism. I hate to use that term because it's overused, but basically they're taking this kind of – Outside the spiritual realm, look at marriage. Uh, talk uh, about they use all these terms about it's got to be fifty-fifty, and and um, you know you talk about uh, I hear women always talk about man's got to be my friend first, and all this other kind of stuff. And I mean, there's some validity to that, but basically you can't find that anywhere in Scripture. Matter of fact, and the same thing with guys. We look in sometimes we look in too hard and too long. You know, um, <laughs> the Bible doesn't give any kind of aspect to that. The Bible talks about Especially if you go back to the Old Testament, look at the patriarchs. they said that they they saw this woman, or their their marriage was arranged by family because family knows mm-hmm. you better than anybody else. So they know what you need. And see, now Amen. he's making arranged marriage. They tell us that's, that's archaic. They tell you that's barbaric. Is it? <laughs> Just saying. So well, these are well, all the things. Well, I'm, well, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Well, I, I I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. Because, because, because a, a lot of our marriages in the in the in the in the in the thirties, the forties, the fifties, you know, a lot of those marriages were were arranged, uh, or, or 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 a person came and asked for their daughter's hand, uh, and and they did it as a way of strengthening the family, of joining this family with that family, and, 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 and making the family stronger. And those marriages lasted twenty forty fifty years, as we were talking about earlier you know it wasn't no it wasn't no such thing as divorce, no matter how how the husband might have worked all day all week long, but then on the weekend he had his little drink and he had his little party you know and and the woman didn't leave him because of that. they stayed together no matter what the situation was, no matter what the problems were. They put the marriage first, they stayed together and they did not get divorced. And they did not get divorced. That was something that was that was not even commonly seen in the black community. But then after the sixties, after 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 we had after we had the black power movement, after we had the love the love the love flower power movement with with the hippies and all this stuff came forth. When we, when, we get, when we got a new identity, when we got this new freedom, uh, when the, the civil rights bill was being passed and the, and the human rights bills were being passed, and, and as, I, as I said a lot, uh, on the last broadcast, when the women went and got their voting rights and the women got their rights, then all of a sudden America changed. And, and black America changed as we were talking about the welfare laws. And the, and, the, and 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 them saying that that they could get the housing benefits, they could get the SNAP benefits, they could get the welfare benefits, but it can't be a man in the house, as though the the man was system, system, systematically moved out of the house, and, and that's where we find ourselves today.
0: Well, no doubt, brother. I mean, it was systematic. I mean, you can go back and and look, and there are many people, even people who are not. Uh, faith-based authors who have talked about the systematic destruction using uh, the feminist movement to disrupt, you know, families in general. And certainly it had a bigger impact on black families because, you know, we already were under distress already. And uh, the other thing, too, is the the civil rights movement over time being co-opted by other movements. And again, I'm not trying to say anything against women or saying that women shouldn't have rights and women shouldn't, you know, have their rights protected. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, is that what we have found is is that it's gone, the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction where these things that had nothing to do with, a, with a, a racial attack on a people where now they were using the same methodology in their protests. And in many cases, we felt in order to get the message across to a larger uh, populist, leadership within that instead of saying, listen, we appreciate your help, but we can't have you like now link with the movement all of a sudden that happened, and now we fast forward, we got into to the 2000s, and I certainly don't want to throw any dispersions on this woman because, you know, certainly of all she went through with herself and her family, but if you remember the latter years of even Toretta Scott King, as she began uh-huh. to embrace the LBGT movement. Okay, these kind of things, again, I'm not trying to say that anybody should be harassed, anybody should be uh, um, improperly treated. Because we all know that, that that's one thing that the Lord is very adamant about, that all people be treated well, sinners or not. And we're all sinners to some degree. But once you begin to validate a sinful behavior and incorporate that into what you're doing, then you've already planted the seeds of destruction in whatever you're trying to do. And that's what we've seen in the black community.
2: Glory to God. Glory to God. Wow. So we, we still don't have any more callers on the line.
0: Uh, Not yet. No, sir. Mm -mm. And we just want to go ahead and just to make sure maybe the callers have the incorrect number, we'll put the number out there again. The guest call in number is 213 943 3764. Again, to call in the whole true broadcast, the proper number to call into the show is 213
2: 943 3764. Amen. Amen. Well, well. As I as I as I as I as I was as I was studying that scripture, I looked at I looked at how how you know that relationship between you know between between King Solomon and and the Queen of Sheba. You know, is it, highlighted throughout the Bible. It's highlighted throughout. Now I wouldn't say throughout the Bible. It is highlighted throughout throughout uh, uh, what, what would I say civilization that people mm-hmm. often talk about often talk about that relationship and 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 they and they talk about how how it is said that that she had a son and that that son uh, that that son was actually the king was actually a son of King Solomon. And, and that he had the right to reign in his stead, and uh, and and that caused a whole lot of controversy in the land of of Israel, and 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 so we're looking at, you know, we're looking at we're looking at our situation today, and we were talking about we were talking about uh, how how the, the black father the role of the black father has changed so much, and I think you were mentioning that now they don't even want to. They don't even bother to get married. They just, you know, are bragging about how many kids they got. They I got I got two kids over here. And I got I got one kid down in Florida. I got another with kid over here in Alabama. Well <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: that's what yes, what's happening, because unfortunately we as men, I mean, we have to take responsibility for this. We haven't held guys accountable anymore. It used to be this is how this worked. It used to be that because you had like you talked about before, a family structure and if this was true mm-hmm. actually with, with people in general, there was a situation where like like I'll give you an example. You you say for example you got a family that had, you know, two two, three brothers and a couple of sisters, and all of a sudden, you know, one of the sister, younger sister kind of steps out of the house and um and and you know, she gets involved with a with a young man and she gets pregnant. Uh-huh. That family, that two brothers and the father, especially if it was in the neighborhood, they would go down the road, knock on the door. They say, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's going on? Well, you know, your son Bob here has uh, gotten, you know, our sister Sally pregnant. So we're just wondering when they're going to go ahead and he's going to marry her. Because certainly that's we're not going right. to have our sister out here like this, you know, in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And and hence, that's where we got the term, you know, and of course it was made more more done by by Southern whites, poor whites. But that's hence we got the term shotgun marriage uh-huh. because guys would come to the house with a shotgun and say, okay, we got the preacher in the car or in the wagon and we're going to go ahead and, and let them go ahead and get straight. Cause if not, we going to, something's going to go down. <laughs> Cause
2: our, our daughter's
0: not going to be out here, you know, having a child that it would be considered illegitimate or a bastard. That's not going to happen. So with Bobby Joe, like I said, we got the preacher in the back of the car <laughs> and let's go. And that's how it done, and nobody got mad, nobody called the cops, nobody, no arguments, because society knew that if you didn't enforce those rules specifically about family, the society would start to break down. Fast forward, 2017, that's exactly what we got.
2: And, 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 and Minister Simmons, the amazing thing about that is that these marriages lasted 20, 30 years till death did them part. And, right. and no matter what the husband did, no matter what the wife did, no matter what happened in that relationship, they stayed together. Right. They stayed wife together. could be a bad and, cook, burn up they, the food. They weathered the storm. Uh huh.
0: Yep. House be nasty sometimes. I mean, listen, I know some women out here get mad, but some women that, that, this is not new that women can't cook or can't clean a house. This is not new. Okay. It didn't happen as much as happened now, but it did happen when women just. They were, they were kind of frilly. You know, the parents had kind of brought them up uh, to be very dainty because they were very beautiful. In many cases, they weren't allowed to do the housework like the other sisters that maybe didn't look that good. It was almost like Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there were some women, again, not as much as today. Today is rampant. But you did have situations where women, they were considered more dainty. They were maybe in line to, to maybe get an education, to teach, you know. And so the the husband dealt with the fact, hey, my wife can't cook too good. <laughs> but mm-hmm. he didn't say, you know, leave because, you know, but remember, back in the early days, you know, those, those are some of the reasons that the Hebrews were given to divorce their wife or cooking's bad.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> just, right. People don't get it, man. I mean, it just, it's just the bottom line is, it's like I mentioned, when we were offline, when I had a show on marriage, the Lord bless me, about seven years ago, six seven years ago, all, the four couples I had on were married uh, the length ranging between six years and 52 years. But all of them basically came to the same conclusion. The reason why they had stayed married were based on two words, and neither one of them began with an L. One word, the both words began with a C. One was communication. The other one was commitment. And commitment mm. and communication were strong because they were, the, the people told me that they were committed to one another so that even when things went bad, they said, "Not I'm committed to you. You know, that's what the, I took them by all seriously. And the other thing, too, they said we kept the communication line open so that when somebody was mad or something happened, we would, you know, and, you, and again, they said we learned how to know when to conversate about a topic and when to kind of let it go. But the bottom line is we still talked about it because we knew that if we kept the communication line open, we could resolve the problem. And, of course, you know, the other end of the commitment was these people were committed to God, and they believed that those marriage vows were, in fact, sacred. And actually, you yeah. don't have anymore. The marriage vowed not. You You got people. Listen, anytime you go into something with exit strategy, you know something right. And you got a lot of people right now who are married. Well, listen, we got another call on the line. We're going to bring the call on right now. Okay. okay. All yeah. right, so Carl, you're live on the line.
1: Yes, hi. Um, this is Zuri.
2: Hey, Princess. How you doing? Hey,
1: it's this fine. How again. are you? How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. Good. I okay, but well, I'm um I'm 36, so this is the mom, 36 36 old But I would say that a lot of values and and things that were taught to, and I can only speak on um as from the a young girl standpoint, is missing because of the age group of the grandmothers and the mothers now. So. The fathers are not in the household, so, you know, like me growing up, I might not have had an emotional attachment with my father, but I did see what it was to see a man go work, take care of his household, him and my mother, whatever issues they had, it was always kept behind closed doors, and we never knew about it, you know, and it was it was in an era where a child was to be seen, not to be heard, but... I still I still have my father there. So I say that to say is that a lot of times when you don't see things or in your environment, you go off of that, and our environments have changed as the generations have changed. And Lord, it also Lord. goes to the spirituality. that is not there. A lot of the women, they have gone through a lot of psychological things, and they have a lot of father issues. And they are—they're so broken that they are looking really for their father than a significant other, and they don't realize that. But you know, that's just what it is. And then you got the TV, you got so much, so they don't really have strong influences or any or anything to go off, you know, of to know what it is like. Like, what is that correct household, or what is? you know, or um, it, it doesn't matter if I'm not married or Or not everybody's having children. You know, my mom was, you know, this is their mind for my mom had a child and, you know, my dad wasn't there. So, you know, like in my relationship, like my mother, my mother and my father were both married They still are married 38 years and I've never seen domestic violence or anything that, like that from them. But I when I got out of out of the household and got older, I was went through domestic violence relationships and I have had children out of wedlock. So it's like, well, you just grew up in a like a perfect home so why are you displaying that? But then I had to realize too that um, you know, because my household it was very struck, the mentality was still like a slave mentality because I still was being okay. disciplined Princess. by my father.
2: Princess, hold on a minute.
1: Yeah.
2: Us, us, we only have we only have about uh, 60 seconds left on the broadcast, and so we're going oh, to have to continue this conversation on the next one. We're going to have to continue this conversation on the next one. Mrs. Simmons, okay. uh, this is the whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. Do you have anything you want to add on our closing? No, nope, got thirty seconds,
0: just God bless everybody, and we look forward to uh having you guys tune in again.
2: Okay, and Princess, I'm gonna to have to bring you in uh next week on this show so that we can uh so that we can finish this up because I'm impressed with our young black fathers because I see more and more of them carrying scrollers, pushing scrollers, and a lot of time those babies are not even their their, their, their children, yeah. but they're, they they're children. Yes. But they have custody of them, of them so. now. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, we only have 10 seconds left. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We'd like to thank you for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next Saturday at uh, 12 o'clock. Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you.